Hello and welcome to the Classified Cheat Codes Podcast, your weekly source for the newest news in gaming, where we roll it back and <laughs> sum up the, the week in gaming. Um, <laughs> I'm your host, Josiah, and this is my co-host, Hill House. Okay, and there we go. All right. Um, what are we, episode 19 now? I believe um, we are episode 19, yeah. Are we past three months? Is that what that is? Uh, almost four. No, dude, dude, we're over four. Sixteen is four. Oh, math. Um, <laughs> dude, we're at we're at uh, we're almost at uh, over five. At next week will be five months. Jesus Christ! And that will be uh, that's going to be a really exciting episode too because we're going to have a an interview. That Sweet. Day. Yep. Yep. Sounds gonna cool. be awesome. Um, yeah. So this week I didn't really play. Um, anything new i just uh, got into a bunch of games that i was already working on yeah um i did try to play a little bit of overwatch i haven't played much in uh a while but i got back into that um i did see that you were playing some new stuff this week what were you playing this week i played a couple of games uh one of them's an older game uh it's been out since uh, i believe 2012 i want to say um Which yeah one's that uh guild wars 2 uh, okay, yeah. MMORPG uh, from ArenaNet. It's um, uh, it's a lot of fun, actually. Uh, it's it's free to play. They do have two expansions. Uh, but the nice thing about this game, and I'm just going to say this right off the bat before I talk about the gameplay or anything like that, mm-hmm. that um, the nice thing that I found about it is that it's, it, number one, it's free to play. If you do want to buy the expansions, there's two expansions. And usually if you buy the first one, it gives you the second one for free. That's what I've been reading through everything that I've read in their store. Um, that's one of the first things that I looked for. I wanted to see, okay, what's this going to cost me? Where's the microtransactions? What's it going to be? So um, anyway, so you, if you buy the first one, uh, I believe right now it's on sale for uh, $19.99. So if you mm-hmm. buy that one, uh, you get the second one. So Or $29.99, something Steam. like that. Uh, no, actually, that's through uh, uh, ArenaNet itself. It's uh, okay. right so directly it's through. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, but anyway, so uh, it's pretty reasonable there. Next thing that got me was there's no monthly fee. Um, I'm a big, you know, I used to be a big WoW player, and I haven't played in quite a bit. And uh, I've been actually thinking the last couple of weeks about whether or not I want to renew my subscription. And I've been playing since 2005, man. And... You know, it's kind of, that's kind of a lot of invested time to be just, you know, quitting. But at the same time, you know, it's $15 a month. So at the same time, you can always just start up again. You yeah, know? E- easily. You know, I could do that. You know, it, it just depends. But um, so I started playing this and I thought it was, you know, when I was making the character, I liked the way that you you can um, uh, individualize your character so that it's it, it's more you. Um, it feels like a true avatar. Um, it doesn't take a lot of skill. It's very user friendly when you're doing that. Um, and they have, uh, you know, it, what is it? Uh, nine different classes that you can play. Um, yeah. But it's pretty, uh, it's pretty um, easy to get into and get going. And then you sign a little contract at the end with the name of your character. You hit enter, and boom, you're off and running. Um, I thought the controls were extremely easy. I thought the gameplay was very fluid um it's not hard to get used to the uh the combat and they have uh some pvp modes too that's kind of cool um they have 
but they've uh, unfortunately haven't uh, taken care of them. They've kind of neglected those. So I do read a lot of uh, um, problems that are with it. I haven't even tried to get into it yet because I'm only like, uh, I think, level five. But yeah. uh, it's completely structured uh, PvP, um, extremely easy. They have the conquest mode, you know, first team to 500 points you win. Uh, the second one is Stronghold, you know, and that's kind of like, you know, each team races to kill the other one's boss. It's a couple of ones that are basically straight out of uh, um, uh, World of Warcraft. Uh, there is no uh, dueling, unfortunately, no arena style, you know, with uh, 2v2 or 3v3, um, but there is a world versus world, and that's a server versus server PvP warfare with uh, three teams, three servers compete across four maps. So that one sounds like a lot of fun. Um, they do say that there is some, uh, um, a little bit of lag and stuff like that, where you could have a little bit of uh, the frames per second. However, um, they say it's not unplayable, that you'll still mm -hmm. be able to go ahead and enjoy it. And they do have mounts. Uh, looks like some pretty cool ones. I was looking uh, one that looked like a big old, uh, big old rabbit. Um, and a lot of them, look like they can either blink forward or jump or um, hover or glide. So it's nothing really different than what we're used to in a lot of these other games. But one of the things is it's a lot of fun. It's really a lot of fun. Um, it's community-based, so you don't have to look for a group. Uh, if something's going on, you just go in and fight, and you're good to go. You're you're doing a good job. So, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, – I had a lot of fun with it, man. If it was me, I'd probably give it at least uh, – I don't know, like an eight, maybe eight and a half out of 10 so far. Yeah. I've had a lot of fun. It's a huge map that I can't wait to explore. But uh, there's a, you know, a few groups of people that still like to play together and stuff. So I'm going to get involved with one of them and see what's going on. And, you you know, like it, the name basically indicates you can build a guild and, or you can join one. And yeah, it's, it's really kind of cool. Um, there is no pay to win, but there is a little bit of uh, microtransactions for like aesthetic things and convenience items, but that's really about it. Okay, so well, other that's than cool. that, it's just cosmetics, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's no pay to win. Um, but other than that, man, it's, I, I think it's awesome. Even, even today, uh, you know, all the way from 2012, it, it's still, it still holds up rather well. And I recommend if you have a PC, get it and uh, come join me. It'll be a lot of fun, man. I'm on Dark Haven. <laughs> U.S. So yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Anyway, I've yeah. never. I I don't think I've heard of this game, but then when I looked it up, I recognized its cover. So that's kind of yeah. Weird. Me too. Um, I looked at it. <laughs> I think years ago, and uh, that's when I was a complete uh, World of Warcraft snob, and wouldn't yeah. have any other MMORPG other than World of Warcraft. And if you didn't play that, you were a noob or a plebe or whatever. Well. <laughs> I was the plebe because this is a completely enjoyable game and I wish that I would have gotten into it a long time ago. So, yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, a lot of fun. So yeah, guys get it, download it. We'll play. Uh, next one that I played was uh, one that came out two years ago, um, August of 2017 and it's called Hellblade uh, Senua's Sacrifice. And uh, I didn't play much. Um, I played about a good, uh, I think hour and a half at the beginning and I'm going to play the whole thing because it there's no there's no user interface there's no HUD it's like this It's not that easy of a game. It's, no, it's uh, not and like, it's and it messes with your head, man. 
it messes it's with your like, head. It's like Dark Souls to an extent. Of course, it's saying something like Dark Souls is kind of been beaten to death. But the whole but I think it's way more cinematic it, than Dark Souls. Believe it or not, right? It's got this um, the voices that speak in your head, which is really oh, crazy. God. When you have that on surround sound, like a good Dolby Atmos or THX, whatever it is, oh my God, dude. Holy crap. I mean, it's it was giving me the creeps to where uh, I have it on stream somewhere, but I was yeah. turning around constantly. My hands were sweating. I was and I was freaking out. And the combat was almost welcome because it it almost stopped vo the voices, but then out of nowhere, here comes the voices. And they'd fuck with you and you wouldn't turn around. You get stabbed in the back. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's I remember insane. the first time I played it, the the thing that caught my eye was in the opening credits. Yes. Like the third credit is like a psychological yes. um, reference lead or something. And you're like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> well, I had... <laughs> I had heard about this game and I did some uh, I did some research on it just because I thought when I watched the trailers that the cinematics were really cool, but you didn't hear all those voices in the cinematics. Yeah. You were more concentrating on the music and the visual part of it because it's absolutely beautiful visually. It's, I mean, crazy like watching an Avatar movie. But um, the thing that caught me the most and what actually made me go download it is that this game was made in cooperation with psychologists and people with uh, uh, psychosis. Right. <laughs> so these people all had something to say about, look, this is what she would hear. This is what she would feel. This is what she would see. And man, I'm telling you, holy crap. It, it gets inside your head. It really does. And it's, it's like you're following along and, you know, making this person go this other, you know, you have to go through certain portals in order to, un, you know, uh, it takes you to a different spot that unlocks a path that you don't see normally. It's, it's crazy. And I love the puzzles and everything else. And it's like, it's almost like, because uh, she is a Celtic warrior and she's going to the land of the Northmen you know, the, the Vikings to, uh, to Helheim, to hell, to yeah. recover her lover who was sacrificed by the Northmen. And so she has his skull and she carries that around with her and wrapped up in a bag. And, uh, dude, it's like, it's almost like, you know, legend and mythology <laughs> meets history meets, it's just crazy, man. It's, it's just crazy. And it's insane. And, the the you know implied you know reality versus what's real is it's fucking crazy man and i can't wait to play the rest of it i mean my hands are sweating thinking about that part that i played because it's yeah. it, the opening credits of her rowing the boat into those bodies that are those bodies on the stakes <laughs> oh my god and the yeah, piles of bodies as she goes to each door you know and it's I haven't oh played God. it in a while. Doesn't it also mess with the vibration on the controller if you play it on a controller? I played it on a uh, keyboard and mouse, actually. Um, did. I, I oh played yeah, it on just, Xbox, and I'm pretty sure it also has like heartbeats in the controller when things happen, and it's oh, rough. Yeah. yeah, and you hear you hear those. <laughs> you hear those when she's getting uh, maimed or whatever, and you're thinking, okay, I can make it out of this. I'm going to roll. I'm going to roll. I'm going to roll. No, you don't roll. You just die. And that damn rot, she gets hit by the rot on her left hand or her right hand. I'm sorry. 
And right. And that's the, the other rot, thing is the every rot time never you goes fail. Away. Yeah. yeah. Every time you fail, that rot gets closer and closer up her arm. If it reaches her head, you're done. You have to start over. It's not, I mean, you, from what I understand, you have to start completely over. So it's, I left it on normal mode because I don't want easy, you know, but I'm not ready for hard. There's no way. And if this is as crazy as it is on normal mode, I don't want to go back crap crazy what, <laughs> with it on I've hard. I thought about... I've thought about replaying it on easy just because I'm so intrigued by the story and the cinematics. Yes, that's amazing. And the combat is really annoyingly um, complex in the sense that you have to keep up with everything. And yes. it's nerve-wracking because you're afraid if you make any mistake that it's going to destroy your progress. Because so. the voices talk directly to you, but then they talk directly to each other. And then it sounds like it's talking to you, the player. Right. It, I mean, it really does. It's like, what are you making her do? And it's, wait a minute, what the fuck did it just say? I mean, it's, it literally scared the crap out of me a couple of times. And uh, it got to a point where I was like, man, I mean, I was having to fight uh, enemy after enemy after enemy. And it was up to like, God, I don't know. <laughs> I think I was on my eighth enemy and there was four of them and I couldn't get away from them all. It just wasn't going to happen. But dude, it's Yeah, you have to just do one at a time and then play it really patiently. It's got that type of yes. parry slash uh what is it? Um what's the word? The counter combat is what it's all built on. So yeah, you just but, wait for your opportunity to counter. The problem I, I was seeing, and I've got to figure out a way to overcome this, was that um I would have three of them in front of me and I'd be backing up and one of them would like all of a sudden materialize behind me and start slashing me. And I'm like, wait a minute, how, where'd this fourth one come from? Yeah. There's no mercy on that either. No, they don't no. like wait for you to finish your, um, but if your you get them all in front of you, if you get them all in front of you, they'll attack one at a time. If you right. keep moving backwards or in a circle or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, but I, I I'll enjoyed definitely it. Get back into it. Um, I, I really enjoyed what I played of it, but I, did remember it being overwhelming yeah <laughs> um it was a really cool game though uh, ninja theory makes really good stuff and it was cool to see them kind of step outside of the devil may cry series for a little bit yeah you know. yeah i mean you know yeah yeah you're right <laughs> <laughs> yeah because it was really an overlooked title i mean it got some attention from critics and stuff but i mean you can tell there was a lot of work and detail put into that game despite it probably not having the best return, you know? Yeah. I think it's, uh, I, I actually, I think the biggest thing that I enjoy it for is, is pretty much what you said is the story, you know, it's right. Um, that's why I'm playing it. And the combat is almost like a, you know, like a, a welcome break from the story. From but the psychosis. The, yeah. Yeah. But the combat does take a little bit of, uh, you know, getting used to and, and skill in some spots. So yeah, yeah, I think so. But uh, it's but it's a lot of fun, man. It's a lot of fun. I recommend this game also 100%. You know, if you want to be freaked out or whatever, man, I recommend this one. Is it time. still in Game Pass? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, I'm going to be playing uh, Blair Witch this next week. Um, I played a little bit of that um, sometime this week. Oh, right uh, but I didn't get very far, so I have no spoilers for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wasn't going to talk about it because I didn't play very much. Right on. Maybe we'll both talk about it next week. 
So I know it's good. pretty spooky, man. I know it's pretty spooky. It looks really good. I was surprised by the graphics. Um, yes. Yeah, it, it looks amazing. The way it kind of just silently dropped <laughs> online, yeah. I was like, oh, it must be kind of a cheap game. But it actually looks pretty good. Yeah, so, it does. It does. It looks really good. But yeah, that's all I played, talk man. About that that's all I played. Week. A lot of fun. Had a lot of fun playing them, too. Sweet, sweet. Let's get into the news. And now to the news. Um, this week uh, it was not the biggest news week. I did not have that many stories to talk about. Um, but the first thing I wanted to mention was that I did post this on our Facebook. But if you haven't done it yet, this week on the Epic Game Store... Uh, the three Arkham Batman games are for free, and the three Lego Batman games are also on, free. On the Epic? Yeah, Epic Game Store. Really? Yeah. This well, is, I think um, I'm going to have to get those. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good deal if you don't have any of them. Um, even if you're missing just a few, it's still free. So. Oh, wow. It's in honor of the 80th anniversary of uh, Batman. Which is crazy how old it is. Um, so there you have three Lego Batman games and three of the Rocksteady Arkham collection. Dude, and those Arkham games are fucking awesome. They're really good. Yes. Uh, they will be available till the 26th. So I'm hoping to get this episode up as quickly as possible. Right um, on. <laughs> that's why I went ahead and posted on Facebook in case people saw it there. Um what was I going to say? Oh, Epic is also doing a promotional with um, Fortnite for also the 80th anniversary yep. where you can get a Batman skin and all this other Batman stuff. So Epic is going really big on the Batman stuff. So that is uh, crazy. take advantage of the free games. At least uh, you can head over to Fortnite to get the uh, skins. And there's a whole like mini event where you can do all sorts of stuff to get like uh, wallpapers and stuff like that. Really? Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, the, <laughs> I guess we could talk about this. Uh, I'm saying it like I don't want to talk about it, but I didn't make a note of it. But um, if you don't play Fortnite or if you haven't played in a while, uh, Tilted right now is Gotham City, and it looks really cool. It's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. I heard about that, yeah. yeah. And there's now uh, Batman Grappling Hooks, which are kind of like the uh, – the old grappling hooks that were like a plunger, but these have like a way better range. Like you can shoot them. I don't know where they. So cut like the off old that. Adam West Batman yeah. plungers. <laughs> nice. Yeah, they're really, they really have a quite the range on them. Um, they're supposedly batarangs, but I've played a couple of games. I haven't found any. I guess they're pretty rare. Um, oh really? <laughs> yeah, but uh, overall, it's pretty cool. The lighting of the cities. Really nice. We've got some really good events in Fortnite recently as far as art style goes. The Borderlands one was really impressive. Um, and this one is not quite as impressive, but for what it is, it's still really cool. Uh, it's cool to see Tilted reimagined as Gotham City. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't <laughs> intending on talking about that. But, yeah, that's a really cool event that's in honor of the 80th anniversary of Batman. So, oh, right um, on. Next piece of news is um, 
the, uh, Nintendo's actually releasing a uh, gosh, what is wrong with me? <laughs> you all right? Nintendo. Yeah, I'm good. I'm just like <laughs> slurring everything I say. I like Nintendo's actually listen. But Nintendo is releasing an official <laughs> SNES wireless controller. Sound um, like Harry Carey. So we've had <laughs> we've had Nintendo's other off brand. <laughs> Sorry, Jesus Christ! There you go. We've had Playing other off brand SNES controllers for the Switch, but this is the first time we're getting a wireless official one. It's just really crazy to see in 2019. We're having an official Super Nintendo controller for the Switch for twenty nine ninety nine, um, which isn't a bad price for a rechargeable wireless controller. Like it's no Pro controller, but for forty dollars less, and it's also wireless, and it can play all your new SNES games that are now in the uh, Nintendo Online Store. It's really cool. Um, I'm hoping the quality is going to at least be as good as the. Uh, SNES Mini, just a wireless version of it. But if you go online and look at it, it's got really cool, like a little uh, packaging that matches the Switch and stuff. It yeah. just looks like a really good idea. And it seems like they're just pairing it up with the release of the SNES games that they're adding to the Switch Online store. So, oh, right on. That'd be really cool. Um, I think yeah, they'll ship be. out on the 18th of September. So you can do pre orders already. Um, um, basically the only thing that's going to keep me from getting this is I'm already thinking about getting the six button controller for the, the Sega Genesis mini. <laughs> so I, I feel like I'm going to be overwhelmed by extra controllers, you know? So, uh, I will eventually get this. It's a really cool peripheral to have for your switch, but, um, uh, just letting y'all know in case you want to go get one before people like sell them out and then start trying to resell them, you know? Yep. 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 So the next thing I have is, um, GameStop had some leaked footage for a prototype store. Um, we had talked in previous weeks about them cutting back on how many stores there are. Basically there's just too many stores make people not go to GameStop. The other fact is, um, digital sales increase has lowered the, interest in GameStop. So GameStop has slowly been turning into an apparel slash novelty store. But there was a leaked footage of a prototype of what could be GameStop, and it looks pretty cool. Uh, Basically, the front of the store is all just regular merchandise like shirts and dolls and figurines and stuff. But the Uh back of the store has tables set up for like card games and tournaments and stuff. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, and it's supposed to be like weekly D and D tournaments and stuff. Or oh, <laughs> so, dude, I'm, I'm sorry, it's D and D. It's not tournaments. Weekly D and D, and then um, there's also going to be this prototype. I'm not sure if this is going to be everywhere, but this prototype has CRT TVs, like the old tube televisions, set up oh, wow. with Game Cubes and N64s and PlayStation ones, so that you can actually play those games in the intended uh in the original screen. format yeah in the original format yeah so oh damn so, so it's i kinda, wonder if they'd be doing those tournaments too i'm not sure um the the video is just a video 
it doesn't explain like what this is all supposed to be, but there were already rumors that they were going to have tables set up for like card games and tournaments and things. And they're going to make it more of a gamers style. Yeah. Kind of gamers come here and hang out type place. Not, I don't know. It's like they're trying to target all of the elements that make introverted gamers actually go out into public, which would be buying apparel, (laughs) buying collectibles and doing tournaments and stuff. And if so you're it's going, almost like the uh, coveted comic book shop on Big Bang Theory, almost. That's yeah, where they all hung out. Yeah, it's basically a comic book shop without the comics, which okay, is actually a really okay. good, accurate <laughs> description of what it is. Well, it's a social place. It's it's basically a social place for gamers, is what it's going to be. Yeah, and it looks really cool. I hope that they actually go through with this. It's a fun little idea. Sounds like a great idea. But what's funny is it's kind of hard to sell to to a company that got so big so fast um, yeah. for them to slow down and go back to what the customer wants and basically making a good environment for its target audience is uh, really risky and we'll see how they can handle it. But the product that they're trying to present is really looking good. The thing is, can they slow the machine down enough to not like have everything burn while they're trying to basically change what the business is, you know, but we'll see. Um, looking forward to that. So once again, give your GameStop some love if you care about them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Next piece of news is uh, Apple Arcade kind of silently launched this week. Um, if you don't know what Apple Arcade is, is it is Apple's version of a streaming game service. So it's like Game Pass, but for Apple products. So it's kind of weird. It's not servers. It's not It's not uh, xCloud. It's not uh, Stadia. It's like Game Pass or EA Access. But yeah. I assume Apple is putting it on its own servers. I assume it's just kind of the same thing together. Um what is interesting is it comes with 50 games and it's $5 a month, which is really cheap. But the attractiveness of it is that you can play Apple Arcade on Apple TV, iPhones, iPads, MacBooks. Any of those can play the games from the arcade. So they, oh, have, wow. a, they have a really good setup and a really good idea. And it's nice that it's a cheaper price than competitors. Now, it's not going to have any big flagship games that are like drawing people to it. But for $5, there's some really pretty good indie titles in here. Yes, they actually there are. Do actually, have a I few was looking exclusives. at that. Yeah. Yeah. They actually do have a few exclusives too. So this is something that's worth checking out if you have any Mac stuff. If you have any uh, Apple products, uh, you might look into it. There may be a promotional I haven't seen yet, uh, but I do know it just launched. Um, it's really funny. Like, we have Stadia hyping up their product for six months or something, and then Apple just drops something without even warning you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, totally different strategy. It's more like that's they're the just whole thing like, about brand recognition too, though, man. Yeah, you and know, Apple just everybody knows. knows Apple. Yeah. So the strength of the Apple Arcade is its way it ties in with the Apple TV. Um, I'm yeah. sure that's the same thing with Stadia with Chromecast. 
But if you have an Apple TV, this is something to really check out. Um, just to have the ability to play some indie titles on a television that just has a streaming box on it, rather mm-hmm. than going out and looking for games, this would have a set of 50 games that cycle out every now and then that you can just play in your free time and stuff. This really isn't that bad of a deal. And if you already own a $180 piece of hardware that hooks to the back of your TV, it's, I, I think it's a no brainer to at least try it out, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. I don't think it's probably the best idea for like a Mac. Most people with Macs don't game too much. Anyway, uh, they use that for the, most people use Macs for like professional, recording and business type stuff not for gaming yeah graphic so art yeah it seems kind of weird on a, on a macbook to have this uh but as far as the apple tv angle goes and the whole ability for you to pick up a game from apple tv and then start playing it on your phone is yeah. pretty cool uh this is something that like playstation was trying to sell with the ps vita where you could leave a console and then play it on the vita the same game yeah. With this, Apple already has given you the two products. You might already have the console and the phone. So you already have the portable and the stay at TV version. Yep. So it's kind of interesting one. that instead of creating a new thing, Apple's just using elements that they've already given out and they're just putting a service into it. So Yeah. It's kind of weird. Not many people are talking about it. And I think that's because there's been zero hype. <laughs> so we may have more news about Apple Arcade in the future, but this was kind of just a silent launch that just ghosted in there. But yeah, I, I was reading something about it last week, but uh, there wasn't too much on it yet. So it like wasn't a whole list of their titles. But um, yeah, it's pretty neat. I mean, it's I mean, they're going to make a lot of money off of it. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be successful, especially if they keep it at that price level and they understand yeah. that they're selling quality and, dare I say, beauty. Um, a lot of these titles are like really gorgeous looking games. And yeah. just to represent Apple's whole image, to have a bunch of indie titles that are aesthetically pleasing is a really cool pairing with them. It just feels right for their whole image you know as long as they don't try to like (laughs) throw in some first person shooters onto an ipad then that's the thing that doesn't make any sense for their whole business model but um as far as what they are presenting right now it looks really good so we'll see what it turns into but (laughs) at launch i would say really impressive launch Uh, it looks really good uh and it's probably going to be successful just because of that dollar value we're talking $5. Most people pay more than $5 in in-app purchases on oh, yeah. phone games in a month. Oh, yeah. You, know. you pay this and you get tons of games for that 5 bucks. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, I still feel like I'm rushing through the news. I'm so sorry. Um, no, you're not. You're not. Okay. So <laughs> last point I have before I hand it off to you for a minute is uh, Sunset Overdrive has been confirmed to be owned by Sony. Now we talked about this when Sony purchased uh, Insomniac Studios that made the uh-huh. Spider-Man game. We talked about does that mean they also own Sunset Overdrive now because that was an Xbox ex- exclusive. Um, and when approached about it, they did confirm that they do now own Sunset Overdrive. So this brings up a lot of questions about Sunset Overdrive. Um, 
Number one is, will it stay on Xbox? And I think it will. I think probably part of the deal was that it would stay on the platforms it was already on. Uh, Especially since when Sony bought Insomniac Studios, part of the agreement was that they would finish working on any games that they were working on for other uh, platforms, that they wouldn't suddenly quit working on them. Um, Like they have that game that they're working on for the... um, What's it called? It's the VR. The uh, <laughs> what is the For VR which? that's owned by Facebook? Oh, uh, Oculus. O- Oculus. That's it. Uh, they're working on an Oculus game, and they're going to finish that. So part of their thing was that they were going to finish all the games they're already working on. So I assume they're not going to be taking games from other platforms. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, they wouldn't make a game for the Oculus and then suddenly pull it from the Oculus and then put it on the PSVR. Um, at best, they're going to make it also available on the PSVR. Um, so there's talks about then what's going to happen with Sunset Overdrive. Um, obviously, <laughs> Sunset Overdrive sales versus Spider-Man sales are nothing compared to spider-man so spider-man 2 they're the sequel to that game is obviously the whole reason that sony invested money and bought out insomniac um oh wow so the question is will we get a sequel and i actually think the way it's going to play out is the only hope for a sequel is they're probably going to see how well sunset overdrive does on the playstation when they re-release it I feel like they're going to re-release it on the PlayStation, make it like a new version of it, and see how much it sells. And they're going to be really surprised because there's such a larger audience of PlayStation owners, you know, than Xbox owners. Um, but what, what's going to be interesting is I think they're going to initially do that to just basically middle finger towards Xbox. But oh. what's going to ironically happen is it's going to be so impressive that they'll probably actually make a sequel. So you get what I'm saying? I think they'll probably release it on the PlayStation just to be like, hey, we own this game too. We're going to make money off of it, even though Xbox funded it, you know? But at the same time, I think it's probably going to prove itself worth a franchise and merit a sequel, you know? Because if you haven't played Sunset Overdrive, which I know you have, Mike, uh, it's a really, really good game. Um, Yeah, it is. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. It's crazy fun. Right. And one of the most impressive things about Insomniac as a company, even back when they made the Tony Hawk games, um, is their games are so fluid. Like, you're never dissatisfied with the controller and what's happening on the screen. Everything feels like everything's responsive, which sounds like a no-brainer to game design these days, but you'd be surprised how many games never feel satisfying in the player versus what's going on on the screen. And Insomniac has always understood that, you know. So I really do hope to see Sunset Overdrive get a sequel. Um, It is interesting and (laughs) funny that it's on a different uh, console now, but it's obvious why Sony would just fork over so much money to buy them out. Uh, Spider-Man was one of the most successful games on the system, I guess probably was the most successful on the PlayStation 4 that was not already owned by Sony. So things like God of War is made by one of their own companies that they already own. 
So basically, it was probably just a business practice of we can't lose these guys, you know. Oh, wow. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, I'm going to turn it over to you because I am just running through the news like crazy. (laughs) Not a problem, man. Not a problem. I do have some pretty cool things to talk about. Um, First one is uh, Rockstar uh, released its own game launcher, man. This was uh, about, um, let's see, about five, six days ago. Um, Yeah, five days ago, they... um, basically said screw it um so they snuck it out kind of like what apple did dropped it and they gave away a copy of gta san andreas so um you know basically it's really cool because you get a free game that is not exactly cheap and uh you rockstar doing this it only says one thing to me red dead redemption is going to be on pc that's what it's going to be. Yeah, but I'm. That's the main thing that I'm seeing on it. Plus the fact that it means Rockstar is probably pushing out a whole bunch of new games that they may have. So they're going to do it on their own server, like Epic or uh, what's a couple of the other ones, uh, Origin and and uh, Blizzard. Steam. You know. Yeah. Yeah, Steam. So they're doing <laughs> their own thing. Um, you're not going to be able to go through Steam anymore, and you know, for GTA Five, and uh, it's all going to be integrated through their. Uh, their That's launcher cool. and their social club. And it looks like uh, basically you can um, use their uh, launcher to post photos like on uh, Xbox, uh, to post videos, to post jobs that are upcoming in the, uh, in the online world. And um, basically you're going to be able to do this on the launcher. Yeah. It's going to be really, really cool. So, um, yeah, it's something that's, exciting that's coming out. And all it says to me, though, is that, yeah, Red Dead Redemption is getting ready to be put on. Right. You know, two is getting and ready to be put on PC. It feels like we were talking about how it was taking so long to get to PC. And I yes. guess they were just waiting on this is yeah. the whole thing yeah. they've been doing. But, but uh, giving away San Andreas, that's kind of cool, dude. That's a really cool bonus. Um, I feel like. They should give away San Andreas and maybe the first Red Dead because the first Red Dead's probably about 10 to $15 most places. Not a big deal. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, They'll probably have but, it on sale. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, there's a couple of questions. Number one, are they going to be, going to be removing Rockstar games from Steam and other uh, PC sellers? Uh, obviously that's, not console. That's what's speculated is that they're going to do that from uh, the um, the other launchers. So, you'll, you you know, obviously, if you have it on console, like you said, PlayStation or Xbox, then you're going to be able to play it there. Yeah. But I think that you're they're going to remove them because it's their intellectual property. They're probably going to remove them from the other launchers, and you have to get the Rockstar game launcher. But right, knowing Rockstar, it's probably going to be really profits, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They don't want to get Steam that little cut. Exactly, man. They're going to be, it's going to be all about making money. And I think they can make some money off of this. Now, the other thing that I was going to say, uh, the other point was that it's interesting that they're doing this right after Epic got torn up for making their own store, you know? Yeah. Uh, People had so much negative attention about having to open another store to do anything. That's going to be the the business model, I think, is that everybody's going to be doing that. And I guess in this case, uh, Epic is like the EA of the the field where they took the bullet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah. Um, I doubt many people are going to be that negative about this because they've already accepted that this is where it's going. 
yeah. with companies like Epic making their own launcher. Well, you're uh, still going to have like, haters, you know. It's still going to have a lot of negative posts on it. I guarantee you that because there's some people that do not want to change. But unfortunately, folks, this is this is what's happening, man. It's the way yeah. of the world. <laughs> I mean, I get the argument against it. Like, this is the way of the world. But I do get, like, when is enough? Like, am I going to have yeah. 40 yeah. shortcuts on my desktop for every game launcher? You know? Probably. Um, <laughs> Because who's next? Who's after Rockstar? What is it going to be? Bethesda? Uh, maybe. EA. Yeah. EA would do it. Oh, yeah. EA could do it and have a hot site, too. But you know what's do they funny? have any games that are worth a shit? <laughs> right. That's the thing. <laughs> I was about to say, EA, are they all as gonna successful be as they are. <laughs> right. <laughs> the thing is, EA, as successful as they are, they still are successful because of you seeing the product and you buying it. They present yes. it to you and they advertise on chip bags. They put it in stores. They advertise on YouTube. They do all sorts of advertising to show you what they have and then you buy it. So if they're not on Steam and they suddenly pull their stuff off of Steam, most people probably would be like, hey, I don't see that in the store anymore. And then they probably wouldn't pursue it. They'd be like, yeah. I guess they took it down. But a company like Rockstar, if they pull their stuff off, people will seek them out. If Rockstar said that GTA 6 was never going to be available physically, people would still go buy it online. They wouldn't say, oh, I didn't even know it. It, it didn't exist because I didn't see it physically. People will seek out Rockstar. I don't think EA has the power of people coming to seek them. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I think it's more of they push it in your face and you're like, oh, yeah, I want this, but not enough to like leave Steam. I think EA would hurt a lot if they left Steam because Steam is like their digital Walmart. It's their storefront that where they can shove all their games into your face, you know? Yeah, yeah. But... The the only thing that EA does have going for them with that, the whole reason they're making their own server and all that stuff we were talking about, is they have such a large library of games that it's kind of hard to ignore that. <laughs> so I say what you will about EA, they they do have a ridiculously big library. Yes, games. they do. They do. They do. And they they do have a lot of loyal fans. It's just you know, I mean they they don't have the greatest luck of creating outstanding stellar games. You know, <laughs> They're near and far between. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. But anyway, uh, moving on, um, let's talk about World of Warcraft. Um, earlier uh, last week, or a couple weeks ago, actually, around the uh, 7th of September, there was some uh, DDoS attacks on the servers. Uh, basically, what that is, if you don't know, uh, if you're listening, is a distributed denial of service attack. You, you're you unable to log in. Um, and from what I understand, um, as soon as it started happening, their security team was working with uh, local and international law enforcement agencies, and um, they basically gave them all the information they needed. And within a few days, they were uh, able to identify and arrest the suspect. Um, there was a group called UK Drillas. Um, they were tweeting out 30-minute warnings before a wave of attacks would happen, and then they were deleting that Twitter account. Um, 
and basically it made it impossible to log on. I had problems. A uh, guy that I play with, Killshot, he had problems. And um, yeah, a lot of people that I knew, you couldn't just couldn't log on. So it was a pain in the ass. I think that's what kept me from going up back on uh, lately. And I really haven't even played since. So I'm thinking about, you know, not redoing it. But uh, yeah, so it was it was very um, it was very uh, annoying to loyal World of Warcraft players who deserve to play. They play. They pay their month their monthly fee, so they deserve to be able to uh, get in there and log on quickly. And some jackass has, has to go out and you know put out some DDoS attacks. Um, and the crazy thing is, dude, that in the U.S. and Europe, these are considered federal crimes. So you can get a huge amount. And if they were c- caught in the U.K. Um, which the name pretty much uh, says that they were UK drillers. Um, it's they give you the maximum sentence, dude, of ten years. So these idiots who decided to uh, send out these attacks on a company are going to get ten years if they're in the UK. Ten years, or this idiot, I should say. So yeah, um, kids, if you're listening, <laughs> it's a really stupid way to get uh, to get noticed. Stupid way to get arrested. Um, just play your game, have your fun, man. And now if you're going to be one of those guys that's a hacker, you know, go work for the government, man. Man, you know, stop these people from ruining my game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go help me. You know, help me to help you to stop them. Okay. But anyway, yeah, it's a dumb way to get in trouble. This guy was an idiot. Now, what's funny is there's no way that Blizzard can actually get anything out of these people that. No would be worth what they're losing. Because as with you, there's the uh, risk of them losing a monthly subscriber. And if they lost thousands or hundreds of thousands of monthly subscribers, um, there's no way that they can sue them for that type of money because, you know, they don't have any money, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Those guys don't have money. They don't have the the funds to... They can do so much more damage than they can pay for. There's nothing that's that they the whole, can do to reimburse, you know? That's the whole thing behind these hackers is they, you're absolutely right. They don't care about, you know, what happens to them because the damage they've done is ultimately far superior as far as in the millions, possibly millions of dollars, you know? I mean, you're look at how much they make. You know, if you're thinking a minimum of, you know, 12 million subscribers on, on World of Warcraft... You know, which right now I don't know what the average was. Last time I checked, it was around twelve million. At even the minimum of twelve ninety nine a month, dude. I mean, come on, what is that's over one hundred forty four million dollars a month, right? That's the, yeah. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> that's, that's what insane. I'm saying. Like, there's no so way you do it like, for just a couple of weeks. Those are people that get pissed off that they're like, "Oh, fuck it," you know. I'll re up later. You know what? You you lose. You know. 100,000 people, dude, that's a big cut in your bottom line. Right. Um, and that's, I guess it's just insecurity, where if you don't have any capability of having any self-worth, um, yeah. you try to do more damage to someone or, <laughs> or to a company that will, like, if you have no value as a person, you try yeah. to create more value as in damage, which you know, it's more than you could possibly bring to anyone. (laughs) Well, they think that it makes them famous, but the sad thing is, is yeah, it does make you famous, but only in your small 
inclusive, intercorrected little team, man, that quite frankly, nobody gives a shit about other than the 10 of you that are grouped together. You know, no, you're not going to be named in some book. You're not going to be written down in history. You're not going to be famous, famous. You know what I'm saying? You're you're not going to be the next Kardashian or freaking B- Justin Bieber. You're you're just some dude on a computer who got caught, and now you're in federal freaking prison for the next ten years. Right. So, that's what I'm saying. Know, it's just insecurity. hey, there, Jim Bob's seventeen year old, and enjoy yourself when you get out and you're 27. Because guess what? You're pretty much halfway through your life, bub. <laughs> so you're done but Damn. yeah it's just so stupid man it's just so i'm stupid. halfway through my life then i'm just being sarcastic because <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking the big house does stuff for people you know you know they might type you know like hacker was here and a board above their head no we're not gonna go there um <laughs> anyway so let's get to the next story um if you are an xbox owner and you have a Windows 10 PC, there's a really cool way that you can uh, play PC games on your TV. And it's through an app called uh, Microsoft's Wireless Display. And also, instead of having your TV hooked up or your Xbox hooked up to your PC screen, like I do, and I switch back and forth between my PC and it, I can actually... um, mirror what's on my Xbox to my PC wirelessly. So basically it's called Microsoft's wireless display app and you can output the games from your Xbox one to your windows 10 PC screen um, through the app. And that's it. You don't, it's all wireless. You don't have to worry about, you know, anything else and you're good to go. Now it's possible to stream also what's on your PC to the TV that you're using with your Xbox one. So, and then you control everything from your console uh, if you want to. Um, but the cool thing about it is that uh, all you have to do, number one, is it's a wireless feature only. So all you have to do is have your Xbox and your PC connected to the same network, which we all do, you know, if we have one of each at home. Yeah. Um, but the cool thing about it is, you know, you can download the app on your Xbox One and... Um, you uh, set it up, and then it's ready to connect to your PC. And uh, from what I understand, you are able to um, just immediately mirror it over, and boom, you can play with your keyboard and mouse. They have an option where you it says um, Xbox One connected duplicate, and it's showing up on your PC, and then it says allow mouse, keyboard, touch, and pen input from this device. And, dude, so you can play your, your uh, Xbox games with your mouse and keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I you might uh, be able to start smoking people <laughs> i've been able to set it up and it's uh it is not the most user-friendly uh thing but once it is yeah. set up it is set up i will warn you on that do look up a tutorial on it <laughs> oh yeah yeah i figured it's, i figured it was pretty gonna be rough. some work behind it but is it worth it Does it? Do, um, are you I also able have to Steam Link? So I use the Steam Link for a lot of those purposes too. Being able to play See, PC games on another TV, and that's what I want to know is how how well does the keyboard and mouse work from your PC? There is that? delay. I will say okay. that there is delay. Even the hardlined, I've hardlined it, and there's still a little bit delay. You can still tell. 
So you um, can hard hardline your Xbox into your PC. I hardline into the same router, so it's oh oh so very, do I. yeah yeah it's very uh, quick, but it still has latency on it. How much do you think it is? Is is it bad? I haven't or? checked it, but it's enough that you notice, <laughs> which is oh, enough wow. to be annoying. You know. Okay. Okay. So you know, it's it's obviously new, so there is going to be some bugs in it, and hopefully they'll be able to correct those because this sounds like something that I could actually get into. And if you're, I mean, think about it. If you're if you're really good on a PC game, and you you know want to get the Xbox or something, but still play with a mouse and keyboard, this is a great way for you to do it. And still be a part of that Xbox community. And I imagine it's probably going to happen the same with PlayStation. So, you know, they all follow each other. But yeah, I think it's something cool. Um, it's cool that you're actually doing it. I was hoping to talk to somebody who was actually into it. But from everything I've read, um, a lot of people are happy with it. They're, it's not too bad. But uh, I didn't really read too much about lag. So I'm glad you told me that. Or latency, I should say. Yeah. But, uh, Okay, cool, cool. How about, uh, have you played the new uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare beta? Have no, you joined in on that? No, I have not. <laughs> no, I know you have to purchase the game, right? In order to get in on the beta? <laughs> then I will yeah. not play it. <laughs> <laughs> I have not pre-purchased it, no. Yeah, I probably won't either. It's way too much money right now. But um, Oof. Now, I was very interested <laughs> in the whole cross-play aspect of Modern Warfare. And yeah. you can try the cross-play open beta this weekend. Um, which is really, really cool. Um, and basically, it's it's a reboot of the, you know, Modern Warfare series. Um, it's going to be here in just, you know, shortly, not too far away, uh, about a month. And uh, basically, you can, you know, now squad up with people who play PlayStation and Xbox or whatever, you know. And uh, eventually, from what I understand, this is also coming, or uh, Call of Duty is also coming out on mobile, um, which is... I just don't know how that's going to work, but yeah, it'll be really interesting. Um, <laughs> Crossplay, basically. The original Modern Warfare or the new one? I think it's going to be the um, original one. Okay. I don't think it's going to be the new one yet. About but yeah, I, I think what insane. they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, I think what they're doing is they're testing the waters and and bringing it up. I was kind of reading about it, but I didn't get into detail on it yet. Um, but basically, the uh, crossplay is the same as how it works in Fortnite. Um, uh, it, it basically says that it supports everything, you know, all kind of uh, peripherals from controllers to mouse and keyboard on all platforms. And um, you'll be able to choose controller-only lobbies, uh, keyboard-only lobbies, or you'll be able to do whatever. And you'll be able to pick those even if you're playing with keyboard and mouse on a console. You can pick keyboard only or controller only. So basically, you'll be able to um, jump into any kind of lobby, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. If you want to play with everyone, you can play with everyone. If you want to keep it to yourself and play with the only people, you know, PC or whatever. So you get a lot of uh, control over that. Um, it started, what, a day ago? Two days ago? Three days ago. Yeah. Um, and you had to pre-order it. Uh, so uh, PS4 users are able to get into it whether or not they bought it or not because it's Sony. I mean, it's Sony, uh, basically Activision and Sony. So, yeah, that's how it is. Um, it's going to be running until uh, tomorrow at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern time. 
And uh, yeah, from what I understand, a lot of people are having fun with it. Um, uh, the a lot of people in um, rejected they uh, they've been playing it together and saying that it's very much more tactical um, than than the last game. So it's you have to actually work as a team and beat the other team and a lot of call outs, a lot of uh, uh, being self aware, situational awareness, all that. So and the gameplay that I saw uh, people streaming it looked really really cool. Um, there was some people that were having some connectivity issues. And, uh, you know, they, um, they weren't too happy with that part of it, but that's going to happen. I mean, it's a beta, you know, you shouldn't expect too much from it right now. Anyway. Um, now if you do play in crossplay, you're going to have to have a call of duty account through Activision, but once you have it, you can do all sorts of cross platform stuff and you're good to go. So, um, you're going to yeah. have to use a uh, discord, uh, to uh, talk with everybody um, in order to uh, join them, you know, as far as crossplay is concerned. But other than that, and you can do that by, you know, if people are on console, they can actually put Discord on their phone or you can use um, some of the other uh, gaming chat servers. So, yeah, there's yeah. going to be workarounds. There's going to be ways to do it. But like we said a few, a few uh, episodes ago, man, I'm telling you, by the end of 2020, dude, uh, summer of 2020, all brand new games that come out are going to be all cross-play. Everything, unless it's a first, you know a single player. So, you know. I agree with you on that. Yeah, definitely. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool that they're doing all this. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm excited about it. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and hand it back to you, bud. This, is, this one's really funny. Um, so Stadia, we were making fun of the – uh, founders pack a while back. This is probably like 10 episodes ago already. Um, Stadia's founder edition has already sold out in Europe. So the European website for Stadia has already sold out of the founders edition. Um, they have announced that they're going to offer like a premier edition for people who still want a premium edition before it comes out. But they're not offering to make more of the founders, which is interesting. Um, so if you haven't got it yet for America, just a warning that America may be running low too. Uh, basically, the exclusiveness is like a gamer tag emblem or something. Uh -huh. And the controller itself is like exclusive, I guess. Oh, um, wow. That's about it though. Uh, it is interesting that it's already sold out in an overseas market so they overseas markets may be actually targeting american markets pretty soon so uh, that's something to look out for too however it is possible that stadia didn't think it would be that successful overseas and maybe they just didn't have as much on those websites uh so, yeah who knows yeah. what it is we have no numbers actually released on sales that's what made it so surprising when they were like oh the founders edition sold out in europe and you're just like Okay, I didn't know anyone was buying this. <laughs> but um, looks like Stadia may have a good European launch if uh, they actually did business right over there. Uh, still looking forward to that launch. We'll see how everything pans out. Um, but while we're talking about overseas stuff, um, let's hit this story real quick. Um, Steam, let me get this right. So Steam got in trouble in France because <laughs> uh, French court 
A French court says Valve must allow Steam users to resell games. So basically what happened was a bunch of kids were buying games and didn't like them, and they wanted to return them, but they couldn't. And um, it got brought up that game stores allow you to resell games, so why can't you do it online? So basically the court in France is wanting Steam to allow... (laughs) It's users to sell games that they own the licenses to to other players. Basically, cr- they want Valve to create a marketplace where Valve makes no money off of it. Um, so, obviously, Valve is appealing this. Um, of course, so the question yeah. Is, <laughs> the question is, what are they g- going to actually do if they lose it? So, if France says that they cannot touch the French market, you know, if they don't appease to their demands, um, what would they actually do? So on one hand, they could make a marketplace where users could resell games. Um, the only way that would work is if steam got like 10% of it or something where you didn't get a full refund back, you know? And the thing is a refund is different from reselling. If you buy a game for $10, no one's expecting to get $10 back. Even though some games, online game uh, stores like Xbox and stuff, every now and then people can get full refunds on games that they've already played or something. Um, When we talk reselling, everyone knows that you're not going to get the value that you paid for it. So let's say that they create a marketplace where you can sell a game that you paid $10 for for five dollars and um basically valve gets like a dollar of it so essentially you make four dollars off of it you paid 10 valve gets a dollar to basically make it excusable to have a server for it (laughs) Uh, that's the only thing that would make any sense is if valve got a small cut but i'm not sure if they would even be happy with that um it's just interesting to bring this up and it's more like France is just not aware of the fact that millions of people are dealing with this. It's just so funny to see a country pick a hard stance on something like this when they're like ignoring the fact that billions of people are doing something another way, you know? (laughs) But, um, I mean to each their own. I mean, if they want to stand out and they have an opinion, then that's fine. They shouldn't just, uh, they shouldn't just do everything the way the rest of the world is doing it. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it's interesting when they take a hard stance on something that we haven't even considered in like years. Cause we're just, we're aware of the fact that when you buy something digitally, that's the stigma against it. One of the things is that you can't resell it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Unless, I mean, it's making it sound like France doesn't have, any physical games in the country (laughs) because that's obviously the defense is if you are afraid that a game is not worth it, then just buy physical, you know, but with steam, so many games are only available digital. So, I mean, maybe that's the argument. I don't know. It's just interesting. (laughs) Do you have an opinion on this? I I know. I just randomly asked you earlier if you'd heard about this. Yeah. 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 You did ask me, but no, I have not. (laughs) (laughs) um it's just interesting um i don't i really don't think it's going to 
So there, there's countries there's countries that have banned loot boxes essentially. So they have games that have loot boxes, and the loot boxes have just been removed from the game. So the country itself is suffering from not seeing a full game. But with something like this, this is not cutting out of if it's a full game. It's cutting out the entire platform that would have your games. Um, so I, I saw somewhere that it said the court, if they didn't, if they didn't change their policies, they would have to pay the country of France so many thousand euros a day or something, which is oh really God. ridiculously low or something. Yeah. It was like, it was pretty cheap. I remember seeing it. I was just like, this is like pocket change to valve, so, but I'm yeah, sure valve still doesn't so want to lose this, you know, fucking double quarter pounder with cheese meal large, you know, <laughs> that's it. It's like, fuck yeah. it. Let them have you it. You can go look it up. It's ridiculously small, what they have to pay as a fee if they don't comply. But, um, valve is wanting to appeal it because they probably just don't want to be seen in a bad light about this. Exactly. Um, that's all it'll do is create bad publicity. And it's, this is not what they need right now. Yeah. They just want to appeal it because they just need to continue doing business, how they're doing, or they need mm-hmm. to see if they have to change business in Europe. We'll see. Yep. Yep. Specifically France. <laughs> <laughs> Last piece of news I have for this week. This is really a, I feel like this is a really short news week. It is uh, this, actually. This one is just kind of funny. So if you've seen the Genesis Mini, um, I talked about it a couple of weeks ago and I said that the Genesis Mini had like little slots and ports on it that uh-huh. made it feel like the real thing, even though the ports did nothing. Like you could like turn the flap of where the cartridge are going and stuff. Well, it turns out in Japan, they're releasing an accessories kit where you can build the whole ridiculous Sega Genesis. It comes with the plastic uh, Sega CD that goes under it. It has the 32X that would go in the top. <laughs> and it has a little fake uh, Sonic the Hedgehog cartridge that you can put in the top. So oh, you wow. can create the monstrosity of everything put together. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so it's it's really interesting to see that it's just a novelty basically, and I don't I hope it comes to America, but right now it's just in Japan. It's just a box of a bunch of plastic pieces that you put on your Genesis Mini to make it take up more shelf space. That'd be awesome, dude. I'd do it. But it looks pretty cool. You can go look at it. It's uh, it's pretty interesting. Right on, right on. That's all I got. Short news week. Sorry. Yeah, I got two more things to talk about. Um, One of them is kind of uh, interesting. I found it interesting. Um, I I stream on Mixer and, uh, you know, um, there's a lot of bad, you know, publicity with Twitch and, you know, stories about uh, demonetizing and, you know, people not getting what they're supposed to be paid, whatnot. Right. And it had to do with uh, basically um, these uh, streaming platforms uh, gaining revenue off of advertisements without giving anything to the content creators. Well, Mixer just started rolling out ads on their uh, platform, and it looks like they're the only ones that are getting the money. However, and there's been a lot of people that are, you know, pissed off about it, obviously. Um, It was announced uh, last Friday on their show um, that they have on Mixer, and uh, I think it's called Level Up Cast, and they were on that. Basically, they said ads were always a part of the plan. And um, if you have their premium monthly subscription or if you're subscribed to a partner, just like on Twitch, you're not going to see those ads. Now, um, 
basically what they came out and they said was this, and this is a quote, that they get it. Uh, ads are not the most fun thing in the world to deal with, but it's super important to remember that what you're, what you're doing on the site, the site is free, you're watching content for free, and you're supporting partners. And they said they're always testing and exploring new features and monetization options, options for Mixer creators, but have nothing more to share at this time, end quote. Now, they did say that the, ad, the uh, revenue that they're receiving during this pilot test um, is, is going to be going directly to funding programs that benefit those creators directly. So, you know, I don't get a bad vibe from Mixer. Um, Twitch is their biggest competitor. Twitch also has ads, and uh, they say that that supports the company and its partners also. But there's a disclosure on each ad that says exactly where the revenue is going. Now, um, Mixer hasn't put the disclosure on there, but I imagine that they're going to. And um, yeah, I think that, you know, Mixer's got a good idea for this. Um, they are a company. They have to make some sort of money. You're talking about a free platform. And these people are getting paid. Uh, they're getting donations directly to their PayPal or their um, whatever, their channel on Mixer. And you know, uh, Mixer's not seeing a ton of revenue from this. So, uh, yeah, I say put ads on, you know, if we can do the same thing that we do on Twitch and make those ads relevant to what our stream or our show is about. I have no problem with it because that's going to those ads are going to speak to uh, my community. You know what I mean? So I think it's a great thing. If you don't want the ads, buy the premium monthly subscription, man, or, or subscribe to one of the partners like you're supposed to do. But, yeah, it's really all it is. Yeah. Um thoughts on that is i have in the last five years um i'm not sure if this is true but microsoft has given off a very non-greedy vibe <laughs> um basically everything they do even from microsoft office to um free upgrades of office to uh, 10 when they release 10 um the whole handling of reconstructing how they uh how they presented Xbox one, um, doing things for the players, um, how game pass was a lot more practical than PlayStation's version of that. Um, how they basically do promos where they give you things for practically nothing. Um, the fact that mixer started with hardly any ads, the fact that mixer, um, is free and has never been about buying <laughs> in-app. Um, I, I think the thing that bugs me the most about Twitch is the, the points, whatever they call those. What are those things? The diamond things on, Do you know what I'm on, talking about? What are you on talking Twitch. about? On Twitch. Oh, the, when you're in um, a chat, the bits, the bits. Yeah. Yeah. The, the donations bits is the thing that like bugs me the most about, uh, Twitch and it's not what the bits are. It's the way that they're, they're way more deceptive in the way they present it than, uh, D live or mixer presents that same type of thing. And it's really weird. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it's because they present everything with the nine 99, 99, 99, put all the nines behind things. It just makes everything feel like they're trying to trick you into, just using your whole pocketbook. I don't know. I agree. Just the agree. whole vibe of Microsoft recently has not been that greedy. So to 
suddenly point a finger at them for trying to make Mixer a better platform is is a finger that I'm not really like willing to point real quick. Yeah, I do understand. Yeah, I do understand that it's like there's the whole thing of if you let someone get away with something for a short period, when are they going to stop? So if they say right now we're take taking that money and making the platform a better place and then later down the line they're going to divide it between the uh, content creators if they say that and then they never get to that down the line thing then that's just the whole thing about paying for xbox live and playstation's online services when it was first about paying for the servers and then you got way past paying for the servers uh, it's kind of like that, I guess, but I don't know. I, I, I don't get a bad vibe right now, but it is interesting that they started rolling out ads heavier right after they got, I almost said PewDiePie, right after they got um, Ninja, you know. That is also interesting that they got Ninja right after DLive got PewDiePie too, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, they they made that move. It's almost like a political move in a um, in a, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, an election. It's it's a good move, man. It was a good move. They they you know, you need a big name to get your stuff going, you know, and PewDiePie's a big name. He went to D live. Ninja's a huge name. He goes to Mixer. It just it makes sense. It makes sense. Isn't this crazy? We started as a podcast that hated on Ninja and I'm about to say something positive about Ninja. Like, I hate this. Um, I saw Ninja the other day streaming on Mixer, um, something that wasn't Fortnite. And it was so refreshing. (laughs) And there's the whole joke about how if he didn't stream one day, he lost like 50,000 subscribers or something. Um, If he didn't stream Fortnite daily, there's like a ridiculous amount of money he would lose too. But the fact that now he's under Mixer's contract and he has uh-huh. like a steady paycheck, um, he could basically just go back to being a good entertainer. And it's crazy. Yes. He isn't yeah. under so much pressure to do XYZ and he, he doesn't just has have to, to do, do it every single day, you know? Yeah, he just has to do Ninja. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And that's just what's so crazy Ninja, is man. he's playing games that aren't Fortnite and it's just like, wow, like this is entertaining. Yes. Um, so I don't I'm hate really the guy. Cool. Don't get me wrong. I just like to tease a little bit. You know, I was like, oh, you know, here we go. You know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, the guy is, uh, he's very smart. He knows what he's doing. He's a great marketer. He's a great brander. And he did his thing, man. And he's, you know, he's living the American dream. So more power to him, you know? Right. He, um, he's, since he's not the best at any game there is, <laughs> he is, um, by far should be just considered an entertainer. He's an entertainer first and he is what kind of entertainer he is, is he's also a game streamer, you know? Yeah. He's an excellent Uh, game player though. He's an, he is an, he's a pro level game player that is very entertaining. Is what it is. He's just not the best in the world. How good he is. Yeah. It really doesn't. Yeah. I think his personality is what sells his product now. I think. Yeah. True. He's a household name now. Um, but that's just my two cents about Ninja. I'm sorry. <laughs> right on. No, I understand, dude. I understand. Uh, last bit of news I got is actually something that's um, I'm very, very happy about. Uh, Dota 2, man. 
uh, Valve, they've had a huge problem with majorly toxic players. Damn it. So Valve <laughs> comes in and on the Dota 2 blog gave an update. They immediately, immediately banned players that were had multiple violations and exceptionally low behavior scores. And that's uh, basically uh, the behavior score is almost like uh, your um, endorsements, you know. So in nobody Overwatch. plays the game anymore? Oh, no. A lot of people <laughs> do play the game. And uh, the thing is, is that some of these people's bans are decades long. The longest bans are until 2038. And they banned these guys with their phone numbers <laughs> yeah. that are associated to the account. And that is extremely hard to get around, dude. Because you have to do the double verification with Dota 2. You have to verify your phone number by getting a text message in order to even start the account. So these guys are done, dude. And um, There's going to be like a new version of the internet by 2030 or whatever. <laughs> It really is, dude. <laughs> so I mean, these guys, away. these guys, that's the thing is, though, that's probably because it's kind of like the Y2K issue. That's the highest date they could probably have put in because it's an issue that's similar to what was going on at Y2K, but it's not a big deal. But apparently January 1st, 2038 is the highest level, you know, score or date that we can put into computers right now. Um <laughs> That's, and that's when are, they plan for are, their business to go under. That's that's their projected lifespan of their company. <laughs> yeah, most of these bands are that long. And these uh, toxic guys may never get unbanned. And the thing was, on social media and in forums, um, a lot of these other players were celebrating the massive bands. And then some of the newly banned players were posting on their site, their own sites saying that it wasn't fair, blah, blah, blah. And these players that were good players were taking screenshots of their behavior scores and responding with just that. <laughs> and they're like, it's so uh, the one guy was quoted as saying, it's so satisfying to see these toxic assholes complain. Thanks, Valve, for the Craigasm week. <laughs> So a lot of people are very happy, man. A lot of people are very, very happy. And uh, the way that they did it, it looks like even hackers or people that think they have workarounds are not going to be able to do it. They're going to have to go out and get an entirely new phone. How many people are going to keep doing that? And basically, if they get found out that they did a workaround and get banned again, how many people are going to keep going out and getting a new phone number? It's They're not going to keep doing it. <laughs> They're the not going to keep doing it. The Dota 2 burner phones, the Valve yeah. edition. <laughs> Valve edition. Yes. It's, it's, the, it's the Alcatel, the Alcatel Valve of phone. <laughs> and it said uh, one person <laughs> actually suggested stuffing all of the band players into the regular low priority queue so that they can play together in hell for the length of their bands. <laughs> That would actually work. I don't understand that. Like misery loves company. It's one exactly. Of it's like if they're all that toxic, you know that if they log on with a bunch of other toxic people, they'll uh -huh. get them riled up, and that's what they want. So it probably just it'll probably be heaven for them. Like yeah, we, exactly. we call it hell, but it's probably heaven for them. <laughs> They'd be like. They just thrive saying on the toxicity. your mom jokes and calling each other gay the whole time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jerks. <laughs> uh, 
I thought it was hilarious, though, man. I'm so happy that these guys are doing this kind of thing, that these companies are doing this. And, you know, it may sound cheesy, but it's just going to be better for all of us that actually want to play the games, want to enjoy them, and don't want all the crap that comes with it. Um, I've caught myself <laughs> in the last couple of days getting sucked into those toxic conversations. Um, I actually had a guy on Xbox, and I was playing Overwatch. I haven't played in a while. Um, this was probably about four or five days ago. And so I played about an hour. And um, I was playing Orisa. It was my first game of the day. And we all know that sometimes we have outstanding first games. But most of the time, we have to warm up two or three games, you know, in order to get back into the groove. Because, um, you know, I'm not pro. I'm not elite. Well, do you remember his gamer tag? <laughs> uh, actually, I have uh, messages from him on Xbox. Um, let me tell you what happened. He, uh, he gets on the voice chat after the game and everybody's still in voice chat. And nobody else said anything to me. Everybody else was polite, and I got a couple of endorsements, blah, blah, blah. And so this guy goes, um, he goes, Hill House, at your level, there is no excuse for the way you trash played Arissa. You suck, blah, blah, blah. And I just kept listening to him. And then I turned my mute off, and I started laughing, you know. And then, uh, you know, and I said, you're right, man. I said, you're right. I'm sorry. I said, I don't deserve to live, and I'm going to go and install Overwatch right now. And, uh, and then I, you know, the game shut off. So <laughs> he sends me this thing in chat and he sends me all this stuff that says, please go for it. Ha ha ha. All these all laughing out loud things. So I texted him back and I said, look, man, I said, or I said, oh, look, man, there's an actual live troll. One of those people that we don't like dealing with on the internet when all we want to do is have a good time and play a game. I hope you feel proud of yourself. I go, it doesn't matter to me because I just play for the love of it. I go, but if you want to feel miserable the rest of your life, feel free. I said, I love you or something like that. <laughs> About 15 minutes later, I got a message back and it said, you know what? I'm really sorry. I actually realized from what you said that I am being the troll that I hate seeing on the internet. He goes, maybe it's because I'm drunk or that was my third loss in a row, but I took it out on you. So I apologize. And I said, dude, I said, it's all good, man. Just, you know, good vibes and have a good game. And I'm sorry if you had a loss, you know, I didn't mean to do it. It was my first game. And he goes, he <laughs> like, goes comment, subscribe. <laughs> and he goes, hey, man, he goes, uh, he goes, much love to you. I appreciate it. He goes, again, I'm sorry I did that. So <laughs> I turned to troll around, dude. It was awesome. It was awesome, man. So, yeah, it was a good time. That should be the name of your first book. I turned to troll around. Yeah. It'll be called it be a guide of how troll. to deal with trolls. Yeah. It'll be called I turned the troll. <laughs> it's just you looking over your shoulder <laughs> with your pulling your sunglasses down. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's <is> awesome. <laughs> but yeah, uh so, you know, they're That's all still, crazy. there's a lot of them still yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was just weird. I was like, man, come on, dude. You know, and I almost got toxic back, but you know, I decided to try to take the high road and it worked. So yeah. <laughs> Good times, man. So Good proud. Times. Man. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Your baby bird is growing wings, bro. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway, I don't have anything more for this week. Uh, it's very slow, small, small week in news. Um, yeah, I assume it's going to be a bigger episode next week. Um, 
Oh yeah, yeah. We have when, an interview. Uh, yeah, whenever there's a slow week in news, there's always a big one after. So yeah. So tune in next week, guys, because we're going to be talking to a guy uh, who runs a um, a major league gaming team and uh, community and going to get some insight on how that is and uh, what it all entails so should be kind of cool okay see y'all later see ya I say I like Nintendo's actually listen. Nintendo's release.